Mike check one two one two. 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 My name is Kenny and I'm here to say that I'm here to rock the mic in a special way. It's Tuesday, Happy Monday, you know what I mean. So get on the floor if you're looking clean. Hey, hey, hey. That was surprising. <laughs> that was surprising. Well, you know, I can rap a little bit, but they all start out the same way. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's going on, y'all? It is Kia and Kendi. And we're here on Choose Happy Monday. I know it's been a minute, but we're back in full effect. And we apologize for missing, I think we missed what, like I don't know. Like, two weeks? I feel like it's been eight years. It's been like two weeks. Okay, two weeks. Okay. Been two weeks, people. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. You know, we just had some things going on along with the weather. Yes. You know, we just had old Harvey come through and do whatever he wanted to do. Harvey sucks. Harvey is... <sighs> yeah, Harvey, oh my God. If you didn't know, um, we live in Houston, Texas. Yep. And Texas is Texas strong and Houston is... Houston I mean, strong. It's, it's Texas tough and Houston strong. But golly, Harvey cut the food, to say the least. Harvey Man. cut the food. Harvey showed his booty out. Literally. Hey, you guys, real quick, I'm just going to uh, address this. If you hear some running water, that is out turtle being filtrated in his tank yeah we have a turtle and our turtle name is buddy buddy hey buddy Okay, so what I was trying to do was I was trying to be cool, and we've been playing since we literally have been stuck in the same spot for the past one two since since Friday evening of the what day was that? Hold on, get the date. So, <laughs> so that's the clock, not the calendar. Uh, so since August the twenty fifth, yeah. August the 25th. August 25th. We've been uh, stuck we've been like stuck. Chuck on the island. Pretty much. Literally in Texas where we live. And um, so like Harvey hit uh, as a category four hurricane down in south west Texas. So like if you think about it, it's the Gulf of Mexico. So it's right there by the Gulf of Mexico. Corpus Christi, uh, Rockport, all that stuff up in there, right? So... We were sitting here and I was like, you know what? I don't think that we need to evacuate. Everything's cool. It's not hitting here. And plus, I've been through a hurricane here before. Last one was Ike and it sucked, but it was okay. You know, so I with it not hitting here, I think we good. However, um, that was Friday. But we started looking at it and for some strange reason... Harvey intensified and said, oh, y'all underestimated me. (laughs) And we woke up to like 25 plus inches of water overnight. Harvey showed out. He showed out. like He just lingered over us. He lingered. He stayed. He was like, hey, how you doing, boo? I know you don't want me to be here no more. But, you know, I feel like since you still got snacks, I'm going to stay for a little while. That's how Harvey was. He was like that dude that you can't get rid of. I'm just saying. But, like, 
Like, go home. Dude. Go home. <laughs> Why go. is you at my door? Why are you still here? Everybody else left the party. Why are you still here, sir? Bye. But he was still there, and um, we were looking around, talking about, oh, my God, I don't know what we going to do at this point, because you couldn't leave, Mm-mm. because everything was underwater. underwater. <laughs> Every major highway getting out of here was underwater. When they had to do those evacuations, they really had to try and figure out ways to get people out of here for mandatory evacuations. And even when they did that, you know, they still put out a disclaimer like, hey, even though we are providing you with this evacuation route, that doesn't guarantee that the the roads are clear. You might run into a situation where there may be some water on there. This is what they said. They did. Because they were like, we need you to leave now. Like when they told you to leave, they needed you to leave then. Because if you would have left later, there's no guarantee that that route going to be open. The way that they were telling people to go, like... You're making noise. The people can hear oh, okay, I'm sorry. Jesus. Sorry, I was trying to... Okay, all right. I was trying to snack on something. Gee Louise. Okay, well, go ahead. Wait till it's over. Okay. But... So, it's like, you know, if we're telling you to go, we're giving you, like, they had police that were stationed along the route because people would be driving and then next thing you know, the route is washed out. So, they had to find them some other way to go. It was ridiculous. Um, So, yeah. So, basically, um, where we are, we're not flooded, but we can't go anywhere no literally um today we actually drove a mile in each direction uh north south east west and we ran into water right so basically we are safe but we're confined to our small little community here and in the midst of that you know we still have like grocery store uh gas station the the gym you know the gym the general necessities that you need in the neighborhood but just to go out say hey i want to go socialize with some other people i'm gonna do this yeah Yeah, we ain't going nowhere so this is what happened so today i was like i talked to my sister and i was like hey i want to see you she was like i want to see you too um and like i was like okay great we got stuff to do anyway and Listen, I need to get all of my, like, I just need something to get my mind off everything that's going on. So, it was, let's go and and we can go over there and we can go shopping. Like, actually go to a mall mall and go and look at shoes because I love shoes and perhaps pick up another outfit. I was just so excited. And then we tried to leave. <laughs> and we couldn't get anywhere no nope. it took an hour and a half just for us to get back and it was like what if we leave yeah and then we're on a curfew by the way yeah so because of the water is so high uh houston has been uh given a curfew from 12 p.m to 6 a.m in the morning we gotta be inside our homes or into shelters or yeah. wherever you either stay. you're at work or you're at home so or wherever you're residing you can't be on the street because the water is is deceptive even today it's daytime and when i was driving had it not been a barrier there i i don't know if i would have necessarily paid attention to how deep the water was and when we stopped it took my breath away and very many don't many things do that for me 
um, or leave me speechless. But uh, I mean, I, I've done that a couple of times. I've said some things, and you like, what? Shut up, girl. You shut your face. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but if we was sitting there looking at that water, and I was like, is that water? That's not water. That's water. Like all the way up there, that's water. And Kia was, yeah, that's that's water, and it's that high. So if we were walking into the water, I'm five seven on a good day. <laughs> I really do believe that if I just would have kept walking in the water, the water would have gone over my head. Yeah, the water was pretty deep. You know, I I was I was surprised, but I wasn't taken aback because like during this period, like I've been waking up. My routine, my new normal is okay. I'm constantly checking outside, making sure the water levels haven't increased um, around us to a point to where it's we're affected. And then I go downstairs every morning. Um, to kind of like just check out the area, you know, and while I'm doing that, I'm either walking or doing my little jog and the way I go, it's about three and a half, maybe four miles and then I'm back home. So I'm actually observing everything that's going on, the water levels, everything, you know, and then not, not over so like when we had the tax day flood, I got stuck out in the rain so like i'm not necessarily used to it but i know when it rains in houston you pretty much stay at home mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know because of how the structure is with the bayous and the creeks it's a possibility that you're gonna get stuck you're gonna be flooded out there guys so yeah and it's not a good place to be not at all and not not in that water um, things have been happening here like we and I, i'm sorry i'm saying like so much but it's when I am having trouble finding the words, that's my word. But things have been very surreal. Uh, it feels like a... I can't even explain. Like a movie. That you're sitting there and you're watching water take over the city. Right. And people that you know are having to be rescued. And then the rescuers are having to be rescued because this water has a current. Mm -hmm. So it's moving. There was a picture that was on one of the news sites. And I was looking at it. I was like, I remember that. I remember when they were showing the rescuers and they were in a, a canoe. And they had been pedaling good. But then they hit this current. And it started to try um take them out. So they had to hold on to a fence, like a gate, in order to stay anchored so somebody could come get them. Like, there were people who were on the airboats, because a lot of people came from Louisiana. We're thankful for all the people that came from different states and different parts of this state to help us out, because there's no way that our first responders could have done all this by themselves. Nope. We needed everybody. We needed everybody. I, yeah, they were coming in their boats and they were telling telling people like a regular boat wouldn't make it through because that's how strong the current was. Yeah, like and then you know every day that I went out walking, checking the water levels, making sure that it's not coming into the the area where I live. And today I went out, and police are on like 
12 is heavy today. I mean, I'm talking about extremely heavy to the point to where, I mean, they have police from everywhere from El Paso, from Fort Worth, state troopers, unmarked cars. And I'm talking about like every other street in one, one, in my little walk. I saw at least, and I'm not over-exaggerating here, I saw at least 25 police. Mm. Mark and unmarked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. Those unmarked kind of threw me off. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about unmarking like Hummers, regular Chevy, uh, Impala, like the newer version, mm-hmm. uh, Red. Not, not something that would be foreseen as a a a police car. That's not the five old. That car is red. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just been really. Uh, I mean, this has been something um, that you we won't forget ever, ever. And and then also too is something that you know what they said. It's called uh, how many year flood. Thousand. This is a thousand year flood. So they wouldn't have thought about this or even imagined seeing this in a thousand years. It was nine trillion gallons of water that fell on Houston. And it's around there. When we say Houston, if you're not from here, that's everything. Everything. (laughs) That's Katie, that's Fort Bend, that's Richmond, Rosenberg, Corpus Christi. Houston include Galveston. Austin. I mean, mean, like everything. When you say Houston, we talk about the whole Texas, basically. The only way you decipher is when you go to Dallas. Then it becomes Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) Houston is all this stuff down here because that's what got it. Port Arthur, Beaumont, all that. So, it's 9 trillion gallons of water. Like, they have a, a a, a comparison with like Niagara Falls and all this other stuff like that. It's it's amazing to me how much water fell from one hurricane in here. But here we are. And from what I just read, because I was looking and reading the article, uh, there were only 29 deaths. Not it, like we say all the time, every death is sad. Yep. Nobody needs to die. Period. Right. You know, one death is too much. But to have only 29 deaths and we are still going through this just because the hurricane has left does not mean that everything is fine. There are still places underwater. There's a whole freeway that's still underwater and they don't think that they're going to be able to get to that until about 10 days. They can't even assess the damage. We don't know if it's if the structural integrity is still there for us to even ride on it. So they got yeah. everything closed off on that road and it's a main thoroughfare. So that is crazy. It's people's homes that didn't get flooded in the initial rain event that have gotten flooded since her Harvey left. Right. It's people still being evacuated from their homes and today is the fourth. Yep. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't know, especially if you aren't in the Houston area, because they're not really publicizing that a lot on the news anymore since Harvey has left. They're just talking about rebuild, rebuild. But there are some homes that didn't thought, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't even think like a couple, well, right after the storm, like last week, they would have to rebuild. 
you know Mm -hmm. it was just recently like a day or two when you know the reeses of the water from the dams and levees and the reservoirs and these people have become affected i mean we have schools that won't be in uh some of them won't open at all this year so you know it's it's big and you know to go back to what you were saying about the casualties being so low I mean, we sh- we're sure that as the water recede completely uh, and we go back to what will be our new normal and rebuild in Houston, there possibly will be more casualties. But the, the mere fact that it, the number is so low mm-hmm. right now, it shows um, it shows a, and it speaks a lot to the leadership and the decisions that they've made in this um in this storm, you know, in in the whole Arby. Yeah. If they hadn't made the decisions that they made, I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Had it not been for Mayor Sylvester Turner, Judge Ed Emmett, and the rest of the Office of Emergency Management and everybody else who was working in Harris County and elsewhere to figure out what to do as Harvey strengthened and intensified the way that he did, a lot more lives would have been lost. I'll take you back to Hurricane Rita. If you know anything about it, that was a storm after Katrina. And everybody was freaking out here. And people got on the road. People got on the road. And we sat there. Me and my mom, two of my aunts and my dog. We sat there for 36 hours to make a two-hour drive north. Only for us to actually get hit by the hurricane where we evacuated to, which was crazy. And I remember the damage that was done to my mom's truck, the damage that was done to my car was from us because we had been up for hours on end with no sleep, running into each other. But there were literal parking lots on the highway. If that would have been the case, if they would have said, evacuate Houston, and done it on Friday night, a Saturday, and people were sitting on the highway. And we just told you the city was underwater. The All the major highways that we had here were literally underwater. If people would have been in their cars sitting at a standstill when water came up to a clearance level of 16 feet 9 inches, how many lives would have been lost? This city has 6.5 million people in it that we know of. 6.5 million people on the road trying to get out on 59, 288, 610, 45, I-10 in all directions at a standstill when the water came down and rained 25 inches. And the bayou started to overflow, which meant more water into those areas. We would have had a catastrophic loss of life. Mm -hmm. The safest place for us to be was inside. And then when they told people to evacuate, they had a way to get them out. And and you can't... I hate when people say... Y'all should have just left when you found out a hurricane was coming. 
Well, we found out about Harvey, but Harvey was all over the place. We didn't know where Harvey was going to hit. Harvey was doing whatever he wanted to do. Nor did anybody know that it was going to be like this. I mean, people said stuff, but people exaggerate all the doggone time about storms. But I honestly, and this is me sitting through stuff and looking at the models and and using my best judgment, which I think is pretty good. I mean, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I think my judgment is pretty good. I looked at it and I said, well, I just don't believe that it's going to be that bad. I think we'll be okay. Our area has never flooded. Uh, my parents' area doesn't flood. That was the conversation that I had with both of them. And even if it was as bad as Alicia, things have... I'm not Alicia, Allison, Tropical Storm Allison, we still would be fine because we made it through that. There were areas in Houston that have never flooded before that flooded. Nobody could have imagined that it would be this bad. So for people to make the judgment that we're just stupid for staying here and it's our fault and we deserve it. Nobody could have looked into a crystal ball and said things were going to be this bad. If they did, then we would have evacuated a week or two before the storm happened. And then, and then the evacuation would have been, you know, organized to the point to where we had all lanes going in one direction. You had food, we had gasoline uh, on the path or on the evacuation route so that everybody would have been accommodated and uh, they would have got everybody out safely. But the thing is, nobody knew where Harvey was going because Harvey was headed Closer to Corpus Christi, then he went toward uh, Rockport. And I mean, he was just doing all over the place what he wanted to do. And then, you know, he gained speed, slowed down, gained speed, slowed down. So, you know, we just kind of think, and I think, and I truly believe that those that made the decisions made the decisions um, that they thought and that shows that was the best decision. You know, and then like moving right along, you know, even in this process, you had a lot of a lot of things going on social media, even down to Joe Osteen and his church not being open and, you know, him open opening late or delayed response due to the fact that people were um, being critical or or just kind of talking bad about him on social media. And, uh, you know, later to even even the news people kind of put it out there in a in a way that it was misleading. You know, it was mis misinformation all on social media, even in the news. You know, the floodgates of the church were installed right after um, the stadium flooded, even when the Houston Rockets was in there. And even Joe Osteen mentioned it in uh, in church on Sunday. That, uh, you know, it was just misinformation and people just was coming for him. And he wasn't really concerned about uh, people targeting him or saying things negatively. You know, because people going to talk regardless. But, you know, there was water. And, you know, if they did not install those floodgates, there possibly would have been water inside the bottom of the church, which is predominantly where the sanctuary is 
Um, if you have a, if you can think about a stadium, because the church is actually in the stadium. So if you think about a stadium and you look down on the court and they're playing, well, that's exactly how it is. You look down and the church is down from your seating. If you're seating up on um, in the upper level, so you know he didn't let people in. And it wasn't that he didn't want to. His, like he said, the doors were always open. But it was just that, for one, there was water, which would become hazardous. You know, he can't have people in the church. And what if it would have went past the floodgates into the actual church and he had people housed in there for shelter? Then there there becomes other situation that could put himself at harm and others at harm. And that would be a different story that you would hear in the social in the media, in social media. Instead, he waited until the water receded to ensure that the building was safe. Not only that, he had to gather these individuals to volunteer. He had to make sure he had food and clothing and all this other stuff that they need, the different supplies in order to sustain these people. Because keep in mind, these people are still there. It's what, two weeks? It's been two weeks now, and they're still there. Some some people are going to be there for a while. It's a week. It's a week. <laughs> the storm here. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's gonna. It's a week. But what I'm saying is, it's gonna be coming up on two weeks, right? It's, on Friday it'll be two weeks. Two weeks. Well, what, Saturday was when people start going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he has to sustain these people the entire time that they're there. And keep in mind, like we said when we first got on, that this the water in certain areas. They're not expecting these levels to drop for another 10 to 15 days. Some of these highways, they're not expecting the water to move until 10 to 15 days. And that's given if we don't have uh, rain and anything else that may come our way, a storm or anything like that. So even after 10 to 15 days, that's not guaranteed that, you know, these people will have access to their flooded homes or that we'll have access to the actual highways again you know we're hoping that happened so even during this time you know joe had to have things in place so that he can accommodate those people and sustain them for the time that they're going to be staying at his place and you know kendra said it uh earlier this week when we were on choose happy thursday on facebook live and she was like well you know it's kind of like if you invite somebody in your home, you're not just going to let them do whatever they want to do. You're going to have things in place, structures in place, and, and be able to accommodate them. And so if you allow someone to come in your home and you don't have things in order to accommodate them uh, because you want your house back once it's time for them to leave, you know. Um, and so if things aren't in place, then, you know, you're not really going to be open your doors and are and are letting people walk around freely and then if you can imagine if he opened his doors to, you know and allow people to come in when there there was water there you know if somebody go and get hurt the first thing they're gonna say well he shouldn't have done that even when it was water in there you know so you don't if you do it and you don't if you don't that's true anyway you go there are some people that are never gonna like what you do word because they don't like you 
Word. And it's nothing that you can do to change the fact that they don't like you. Word. But continue to be who you are. Preach, Reverend. I'm just saying. <laughs> there are so many people in this world and you're looking around. He's just an example of it. But you you don't have to be on the stage as big as Joe Osteen to look around in your life and see that there are people who just don't care for anything that you do. They Word. said they didn't like your hair when it was long. Word. Then you cut your hair. They said they didn't like it when it was short. Mm. They said they didn't like it when you wore your makeup. Yes, sir. So you didn't wear your makeup one day and they said they don't like you without your makeup. What's wrong? You look tired. Preach, Reverend. They said they didn't like you when you were skinny. Oh, you look too small. Come on. Then you gain weight and they said you look fat. Come on. Nothing that you do is going to satisfy them. So since it's not going to satisfy them, you just continue to do you. Do you, boo. And do you as well as you can because only you can do you. Don't die a copy of somebody else. They ain't worth it. You be you. Be uniquely you. And if people got something to say, let them talk. Let them talk. Because what they eat don't make you go to the bathroom so what difference does it make? Word. Continue to do you. That's the one thing I learned in Harvey. <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and be somebody else. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. Like You went off today now. My you, bad. I'm going to be quiet. Nah, it's cool though. <laughs> I love it. I love it when you go off because it's, it's those genuine moments like that where our listeners, uh, they want to hear that stuff, man. And every time we come to you guys, we coming to you on some real. We coming to you. And even though like we're going through it right now, and trust me, it's a daily, a daily struggle, but we're choosing happy. We're choosing happy, man. Like, you know, we have our little moments, you know, but we, we we make the choice to choose happy because life is much better when you choose happy. You know what I mean? It is. So, I mean, that's just what you got to do. You know, given the situation, we went through Harvey. We stranded here on the island, literally right here in Texas. <laughs> One mile each direction that we can travel, but we're making the best of it. And sometimes I'm getting tired. <laughs> And I know Kendra get tired too. But hey, it's all good. It's all good. You know, we just choosing happy right here. That's what we're doing. And um it was something else we was gonna talk about. I don't know. We about Harvey. I know we 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 taking up a lot of time, but I just kinda wanna let y'all know, you know, let this be an example of how you can turn Tragedy and the triumph. Exactly. Tragedy and the triumph. Because, you know, and I want to share this with you before we go. Like, um, one, we I was at the store, right? And, um, okay, so I, I, I wasn't having a good day Sunday. I really wasn't. I wasn't having a good Sunday. And on Saturday, my neighbor gave me a picture and she wanted me to make copies of it. And make it into a smaller size, right? For a little pendant on her necklace. And so I was like, okay. So I was like, well, let me go ahead and do it. So I went to um, Office Depot and let's try to maneuver some things, working with some numbers, uh, got some printing paper, try to to accommodate her. And give her exactly what she wanted as far as for her pendant. And uh, while being there, you know, I was just having a conversation with the young lady that I talk to quite frequently when I go in there. And she, <clears throat> I asked her, I said, hey, have you been affected by Harvey? And she was like, yeah, pretty much we lost everything. Yeah. And, 
you know, I was like, man, I'm sorry to hear that. And she was like, well, it's okay. And in the midst of that, I was like, dang, she cool with this? Like, you know, I was surprised that she was okay with it. But she said that I look at it as a cleanse, like as a new start, as a a, a fresh opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, man, how many others out there that have been affected? Are they looking at it that way? You know? But I think her her being able to look at that came from prior experiences. You know how they say you learn you learn from your mistakes? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you know better, you do better. That's right. And so, um, two years ago, they lost everything. And so, when they purchased everything back, they had got uh, warranty on a lot of stuff. They had insurance on a lot of stuff. So, this time when the flood came, they were properly prepared. So, even though they lost everything, they still have warranty and different things on some of the appliances um even down to the foundation they just got their foundation done like a year and a half ago and you know fortunately they are able to recover their loss however we do know that there's some out there that don't have warranty that don't have insurance and that you're looking for uh, waiting and seeing what the government fema is going to do and whatever else um any kind of other support that's out there what they're going to do for you but i just want you guys to think about this young lady even though her situation might be a little different she's looking at this as an opportunity to start new yeah and the preacher preached on sunday he said uh this is we're transitioning into our new normal that's it normal as we knew it no longer exists right so we have to learn not to not to get back to get things to things as normal but to live in our new normal what it is now yep and you can do that there is you can do that i know that it sucks i know that you may not have been affected by the flood you may not even be in texas but there are some things going on in your life that are different now than they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. Some things that are different now than they were an hour ago. Right. But with that, we change, we adapt, and we live in the new normal that is at that present moment. We can't change the past. We can't do anything about the future. All we can do is operate in what we have right now. That's it. So... So, I want to encourage you guys to take 10. Take 10 minutes right now. Take 10 minutes every day. And just reflect. Live in the moment. Live in that moment. Live right now. And appreciate the fact that you're still here. You still have your family. You still have your kids. You still have life. You still have good health and strength. And appreciate that. Be grateful for what you do have that's it i'm thankful right now 
Um, no, we weren't affected, but the areas that my parents live in could have been. My mom doesn't live far from a bayou, but I bless God that my parents are fine. The only issue that my parents had was my mom's pilot light going out on the water heater or something, and my dad was able to get somebody over there really quick because there are so many people in the area now uh, to help out. So that she could get taken care of. And that is it. Uh, Yeah. We've been stuck on the island. And we can't really go anywhere. We can't really do what we want to do first. A lot of people. They're not making money. Because they have to leave their homes to make money. And they can't. But the thing about it all. Even if you lost everything. You did not lose your life. You were not a part of the 29. You are not a part of that number. You're a part of the number of people that survived. Whatever it is that you're going through, you survived. And it may hurt. You may have scars. But the scars mean that you're healed. Those scars should be signs of victory. Symbols of the fact that you overcame what it was that tried to take you out. You got to change your perspective. And when you change your perspective on what you're looking at, life becomes a whole lot different. And you live it differently. So, my encouragement to you today is no matter what your Harvey was, no matter what your flood was, you survived it. Now, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Are you going to continue to be in the flood waters are you gonna come out of it and if you're coming out who else you gonna bring with you how you gonna help somebody else and let them know they can come out that's all this podcast is is two survivors coming to you telling you that you can survive too and there's life after what tried to kill you yep word that's deep that's deep mm. and i appreciate you because that was that was some real spill right there. That was some real spill. And the viewers, like I, I want you guys to write a review. You know, if this has helped you, um, just write a review. The more that you write a review, more viewers have an opportunity to see it, to hear it. And we can be a blessing to many others as we are being a blessing to you. That's it. Go and write a review on iTunes. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on whatever platform you're on. Uh, go write a review for us. And then share if you can. If you want to share the podcast. Share, share, share. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It's going down right here on Choose Happy Podcasts. I know I had to get crunk. Like we were so mellow and stuff. I was like, oh man, go like <laughs> I had a moment. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. She shared a tear, you guys. Don't worry. I was like right there, like, don't cry for me. Don't cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't cry. We was gonna get in that get in the I mean like we, even though we stuck on the island, you know, when mm-hmm. he was speaking, I was like, Oh, what do you do? Like Ghostbusters. You know, I was thinking about getting in the <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Who you gonna call, man? Who you but, gonna call? <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I'm not gonna do. 
while we're sitting on this island, I'm not going to watch any scary movies. I tell you that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Because I ain't got nowhere to run. If dolls start coming alive up in here, I'm good. I'm just going to I'm gonna chill out. Stick to the incredible Kimmy Schmidt or something something funny. Because I, I can't. Mm-mm. And I love scary movies, but I can't do it. I started watching a scary movie early today. And I turned that bad boy right off. It only started. Like, I think I went five minutes in. If that... Turned it right on off. Nope. <laughs> can't handle it because I can't go nowhere. <laughs> Don't want nobody rising up out of no water knocking on my door. I'm good. Mm. Man, y'all, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Yo, it's Kia and uh, Kendralyn. Kia, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Hey, y'all, again, it's Kia and Kendi. Or do I say Kendrick on the podcast? No, you say Kendi. Kendrick, I don't know. You say it all the time. Either or. It's me. Hey. (laughs) And we get ready to sign off, you guys. Look. Tell a friend and tell a friend about Choose Happy Podcast. Share, share, share. Again, write a review. Let us know. Contact us. Reach out to us. Let us know you're there. Let us know you're listening. It's your girl Kia. And you can reach me at choosehappytv at gmail.com. Again, that's choosehappytv at gmail.com. Listen, send me an email. I would love to hear from you. I would love to interact with you and have a conversation. You can also reach me, Kendra Lynn, at kcjministries at gmail.com. Yes, Revin. Uh Tell them again. KCJ <laughs> Ministries at gmail.com. The prayer call just started back up today. So you can find K Jasper Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. And it has the dial in information for the prayer call if you want to listen to the replay. Yep. So, we're going to be going hard with our ministry. We're going to be going back hard with the Choose Happy Meetup once the water reside. And we're going to push this thing. You know, I was re- listening to a guy, uh, one of my little mentors, and uh, he said, Listen, you know, you got to put 100% into this thing, 100%. And I'm going to put 100% and dedicate everything to it for the next 12 months. And I'm pretty sure Kendra is going to do the same thing. And I want to make sure, and I'm going to hold her accountable as she's going to hold me accountable. And we're going to be right here on Choose Happy Podcast. And she's going to be pushing the ministry. I'm going to be pushing Choose Happy. And we're going to be sharing nothing but love and blessing and peace to you. And again... Just like always, remember, life is much better when you choose happy. So choose happy, y'all. Choose happy, y'all. Choose happy, be happy, be great. All right. Uh, wait. Oh, Lord. Really? I forgot what I said. She it been so long. She forgot. She I forgot. Oh, come on, come on, come on. What is choose it? Choose happy, be happy, be free. Be all that God created and intended and designed for you to be, which is great and awesome. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is no one like you. So don't try and be like anybody else. Be uniquely you. Because that's who God created you to be. All right, again, y'all, remember, life is much better when you choose happy, so choose happy. Again, it's Kia. And Kendra Lynn Kendi, somebody, me, (laughs) on the Choose Happy Podcast. Until next time, y'all, be careful in these streets. We'll see you again right here on Choose Happy Podcast on next Monday. Share, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, be careful in the streets. And we're gone. Remember, we love you. And ain't nothing that you can do about it. Bye. Bye.